Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos comic book club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I answer the question, what am I reading this week? In this series, I review a comic, new or old, from my collection on the dimensions of cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the book on a scale of one to five. Let's get started. This week, I'm reading Zorro. Number three, published by Topps Comics in 1994. So the indicia states that this is Zorro Volume 1, Number 3, but that wouldn't be accurate because there had been previous Zorro comics throughout the decades. This is a character, after all, that has existed since the 1910s in various pulp magazines and such and in TV shows and movies and comic books, such as from Dell Comics in the 50s. But it is a volume one from Topps Comics. After the character lay dormant for a while, it came back in the 90s. Well, I'm currently reading issue number three, which is the debut of Lady Rawhide, one of the characters that debuted during the bad girl's age of the 90s. That would include Lady Rawhide, Lady Death, Cry for Dawn, Evangeline, and more. So first of all, the cover art. It's pretty amazing. It's by Adam Hughes. It shows Lady Rawhide, and the cover is really accented in red tones. It's almost a very monochromatic cover. Lady Rawhide is a redhead. And most of her costume, what little there is of it, is red. And she's standing in front of a sunset, which is painting everything red, including Zorro's silhouette. There's a great sense of movement. She's holding her whip, guiding the viewer's eye in a zigzag. Her pose is rather triumphant. But upon further inspection, I think it's a little bit awkward. She's jumping in a way so that her whole body's on the cover, her legs folded, but that's totally unnecessary. Why is she jumping like a cheerleader on the cover? But instead of pom-poms, she's got a whip and her saber. This cover would have been amazing without this sort of like awkward jump. Hughes's art is very good, technically very good. It's a very realistic rendition of this character with some um, light airbrushing and pretty accurate anatomy. But I just think this cheerleader jump pose is completely unnecessary. I'll give the cover a 4 out of 5. It's very good Adam Hughes art, very realistic. Great pose overall, but it really suffers from this weird jumping pose. The interior art is penciler Mike Mayhew, inkers Andy Mushinsky, and Hilary Barta, along with letterer Michael Delapine, coloring Laurie E. Smith and Digital Chameleon Separations. For a while in the book, there are like two parallel storylines happening, one with Zorro and one with Lady Rawhide. They both then intersect in the story eventually. So therefore, the art shows two scenes happening simultaneously with many dynamic panels. At one point, Zorro is hanging off the side of a building, listening in on the captain and his commandante talking. 
And we get a great shot looking down towards Zoro as he hangs precariously there. There's a great sequence where we zoom in on Lady Rahide's expression. Her expression first of shock and then anger as she spies Zoro, not expecting to see him. There are a few glimpses of flashbacks, and those are handled by colorizing the art slightly different, a little bit more muted. There are no dark blacks, black tones in the colorization. It's a strong gray. So that's how they delineate the past. We get a slight glimpse of Lady Rawhide's tragic origin, and that whole two-page sequence is rendered the same way with muted colors. I think they did a good job of uh, rendering the past and the present. I give the art overall a 4 out of 5. I think it's a little inconsistent here and there. There are some really good expressions at some points and great um, panel layout and sort of camera action at some points. But then at other points, uh, I think anatomy is a little awkward. And it sort of has this art style of the 90s, which is slightly naive. Mayhew wasn't a big name in comics at that point. And if you see his art nowadays, it has definitely evolved. But this comic's 25 years old, so everyone improves. The story is by Don McGregor. And again, it balances two things. Zoro spying on the bad guys to learn about their plans, while Lady Rawhide was going to steal some valuable treasures to embarrass the captain. They have a run-in with each other. They tussle, they quip, they battle. She seethes against him because of some injustice. He ever dashing, jovial, sarcastic, but no nonsense when necessary. Jumping into issue number three, you don't really know need to know too much about past issues, uh, but you do get lost at a sense of the whole world here in the 90s. Was Zorro really popular? There were a couple of Antonio Banderas movies regarding Zorro in the 90s, um, but they weren't really contemporaneous with this comic, so was he really that well-known at the time? And now, 25 years later, how much is he still known? I would have appreciated some sort of synopsis at the beginning of the book. I always sort of knew about Zorro in the periphery, even in the 90s. I never read the comic really in the 90s. I knew about Lady Rawhide, but I think that was the most famous thing about the comic. So the story itself is a 3 out of 5. There's action, there's some fun dialogue, but you don't get a sense of what the stakes are. You really need to have read the previous issues. You don't get a sense of who the characters are, the villains. There is a bumbling villain that you get a sense of. There is the more autocratic villain. You don't get any motivations for them very much. However, Lady Rawhide is a big enigma in her introduction, which can be forgiven, of course. Uh, they want you to come back for next issue and more to further find out about her. And in general, you get a sense that Zoro's a vigilante, but a recap page would have been nice. And lastly, the enjoyability of the book. I'll give that also a three out of five. It was fine. It's just interesting 
um, that this was published in the 90s, in the early 90s, 1994, um, after the euphoria of the massive events of the 90s, the death of Superman, the breaking of Batman, various X-Men storylines, the comic industry was in a boom period in the early 90s. By 93, 94, 95, it was starting to decline heavily. And by the late 90s, there was the comic book crash. So it's interesting that this character, which was your grandfather's superhero, was trying to make a resurgence in the 90s. And it went on for several years. Topps Comics published this series plus some spin-offs. Once Lady Rawhide made her splash, there were some spin-offs and such. But Topps Comics folded like many other companies in the 90s because it was just a contracting marketplace fueled by speculators and collectors instead of readers. So it's an interesting historical footnote of comics, my favorite decade, the 90s. I have some nostalgia for it. I remember this comic at uh, early San Diego Comic Cons and various previews of it. I never actually read it back in the day. So for that, I might give it a 3 out of 5. So this week I read Zorro number 3, published in 1994 by Topps Comics. This has been the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.